0: Hello everyone and welcome to the To Haven to Roll podcast. My name is Oliver on this show. Robin and I are joined by Kate. Kate is a LARPer and plays in the Empire LARP system here in the UK. Her character is in the Nation of Dawn along with us. Kate is also a cosplayer and a talented artist. We talk about art and its place within LARP systems when it comes to immersion. Kate is an enthusiastic archer and we also talk about archery within the combat system within Empire LARP. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you give us a thumbs up. If you're new here, consider subscribing. This will help us out if you're listening on your favorite audio platform give us a nice review that'll also help people find us and with that all out of the way let's get into our conversation with Kate
1: the last few times we've had um, triage just behind us and Uh. the person who runs triage is wonderful and they have looked after the tea and coffee each time we've gone apart from one of the times where I think I was like, i got so much left over and I ran over to to, to House orzel and was like, I have all this tea and coffee and we're all <laughs> off to battle for like two hours. So help yourselves. And I think they just went over and just set up there for a while. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: That's, that's the thing about the, the coffee thing. I, d- I do not want to commit to it in character, but yeah, we end up getting, I feel so bad when people come over like it, it time, time in, and they're Like, have you got any coffee left? And we're like, no, what? no, <laughs> yeah, you you've got us, <laughs> yeah. So we just started yeah. bringing flask, and we were like, right, okay, well, I, I've still, I still need to remember. I actually uh stopped off, I was driving for work, I was driving out um through like the the back roads in Herefordshire, and I uh, passed this like o- real open like uh antique store on the side of the road, and I just wandered, wandered through it, and I was just looking for like large enamel. Uh, coffee pots because they're really hard to get hold of especially in this yeah. country because people don't use them anymore and I mm. use currently I use like the smaller ones but they only they only give you like three or f- you know maybe like five cups of coffee you know we, we seem to go through a lot now so I'm, mm. so, so I'm, I'm wanting one of these huge great big ones I could find like <laughs> big enamel like uh like milk jugs with no lid on but mm. like that's not going to be that's not going to be any use and then when you get them from an antique store like I was I was kind of like putting them up to the sun and being like, is there a hole? Cause if there's a hole in it, it's just useless. You know, you can't use it at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the point where we're like, okay, we've now got a huge big jug. We really need a bigger fire pit now, so don't wait. Okay, we'll get a bigger fire pit. We may as well get two of these bigger ducks. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, there's no tent. It's just all fire pit and coffee. Yeah, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yep. you're just going to expand into, yeah, Dawn's first coffee house. <laughs> um, it'll be a thing. <laughs> I, and...
0: I, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying not to get to that point. because Well, I, I, we might want to. Yeah, you, you never know. I might be like, you know what I really want to do is my game is run a coffee shop and people have really good game like just running the apparently yeah
1: I mean like in character at E1 I'm going to bring a load of eggnog with me because then I thought I can warm that up um in the evening because at E1 it's cold so I'm probably going to go back to the tent earlier and I'll just sit there and I can warm up a load of eggnog mix it up and then people can just come and drink eggnog by the fire
3: (laughs) that sounds like a plan Yeah. But you you really do have to draw your boundaries. I think it can be tempting um to al- almost like have your aspect of the game become almost like a job. Yeah. Even though and then it's very easy to forget that you've paid for a ticket, you've invested time and energy into creating this character and then you're like, "Hang on, is is this fun anymore?" Yeah. And I think that's the best piece of advice I ever got. Is it is yeah. important to check in and be like, "Am I still having fun?" Because like th- this is holiday for me.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's
0: very easy for the other people on the other side to forget. And this is yeah, it's no, it's no yeah. shade or anything. But I think people will, especially when people are organizing like events, and mm. it's and it's player led. And they're like, "Right, I'm organizing whatever this tournament or this competition or this you know th- yeah. this thing, this you know art competition or this poetry reading." And then people, you know, start going. Oh, yeah, you should do this. You should do that. And it's like they're kind of doing it for <laughs> they're doing it for fun. They get all stressed yeah. out, and they're like, <laughs> you've, you're literally paying to organise an event within an event. You know, yes. <laughs> keeping on top of that is difficult. So we're, we're recording. So Kate, how did you uh, how did you get into laugh, and what's your the LARP origin <laughs> stories, because this is this is this is how we open the podcast all the time now, is, is yeah. what's, uh, what's your origin story. It's a good
3: it's a good place yeah. to start. Uh, yeah. So um I started LARPing in 2016. My first event was E4, which was definitely a chilly one. Um, but yeah, i had been doing um tabletop role play and stuff and a lot of cosplay for a few years. Um oh. So I guess it was kind of a natural combination of the two. Uh, and I had quite a few friends who did LARP. Um, but...
0: Uh, a similar origin story to us then, because we...
1: Very similar. Yeah,
0: yeah. we came through... Co- How long were you cosplaying before you started LARPing then? Because 2016 wasn't that long ago, was it?
1: Oh, gosh.
3: Um, probably about four or five years.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Um yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing MCM. Yeah. Expo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just know who 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 were you uh cosplaying mostly. What was your what was your were you known for a particular cosplay or Uh
3: yeah, definitely. Um so I mostly did Zelda. <laughs> yeah, a classic. <laughs> uh Zelda related things. <laughs> a classic. Um yep. Yeah, so specifically um the the version of Link that has the bunny ears, um, right? Okay, yeah, would... I,
0: yeah, I'm, I know, I know, Ocarina of Time, and Wind Waker. And yeah,
3: that's it. <laughs> is are the bunny ears in that? I don't remember. It's been a while. Um, maybe in Majora's Mask as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would mostly go for uh, Zelda meetups and things, which was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, but then I've also done certain anime. Um, uh, what else um and like superheroes um yeah, things like that so all yeah. the
1: classics pretty much All yeah. the classics. Did, did,
0: did, you, did you used to make any make any of your costumes or anything like that
3: yeah yeah that was a huge part of it actually the building up um and just kind of Oh, the sense of achievement you get when you're actually wearing something that you've made. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: I collaborated on this with uh, my friend uh, Connor, who is—he uh, should be larping really. He's uh, a reenactor, incredibly talented person. Um, but yeah, we made that together, and it's like it, it ends up being something so much more than if you would have bought it from
2: somewhere, you know. De- oh,
1: definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Special.
0: I know. Yeah. I know a lot of cosplayers that should be laughing and we've been trying to convince people you're like, <laughs> you were really like like as like you say the a lot of a lot of cosplayers just end up falling into ttrpgs and you're just like it kind of is it kind of is just a merge of the two really <laughs> so. yeah some people don't like you describing it that way but i it, it pretty much <laughs> yeah you're, some you're people really don't like
1: that do they but like yeah it, mm. just, it feels like that you know you've got all your role play from the ttrpg and you're combining it with all the costuming and there you get larp yeah. that's where yeah.
3: <laughs> pretty so, much if uh, if people ever ask me to describe larp um i first say you pretty much have to be there to understand fully um but if they want yeah contextualizing it's it's like combining those two particular hobbies basically yeah
0: yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> you've got to do your best when you're when you're explaining it and that's the thing we've we've talked like for hours on on record for like about larp and it's still yeah. it's my biggest advice is still like uh, like you you will not get the feeling from like a book or a podcast or a youtube video you've got to just try it you know but, yeah exactly yeah but it's a good yeah, it's yeah. A, I think it's a it's a relatively close enough to say like oh yeah you know imagine being imagine being in the D&D game where you get to cosplay but instead of just sitting down in cosplay you're walking around and doing the thing mm
3: mm-hmm. mhm mhm um yeah i mean i feel like i'm a slightly bad example because empire is the only LARP i've ever done mm-hmm. um and you're i know that
1: are <laughs> S- same with us <laughs> there we go I...
3: I'd be interested to uh, know if you guys would agree with this in the um, I just don't have the energy like it's it's such a big game and there's so much to explore in it that it kind of just ticks all the boxes
1: really
0: yeah it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it is it is a lot in the best way right mm-hmm. it's is.
3: yeah it's, I mean that in a positive way yeah oh
1: yeah it's... like yeah I, I, to- I, I totally agree with you there actually like it's there's so much there. I, I would love to try another system and I, we definitely will try those systems um, at some point, but at the minute, I feel so invested in Empire and every aspect of it that yeah. to put myself fully into another system as well, I think might completely drain me. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same with yourself.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, the the only other things that I have going on at the moment are TTR cheese. Um, but that's because you know you don't have to make any of the costume or anything like that um but yeah I, I, same with you like there is definitely intent in the future maybe take a couple of months off Empire and do another one yeah, uh, yeah. one that seems really cool is um second breakfast oh, yeah
0: that oh, looks yeah that's so oh, fun
1: if we could get tickets to that I think we'd go straight away because that looks amazing. <laughs>
3: no right <laughs>
1: yeah, that's... that's um is that is that ilarp that does second breakfast mm. yeah yeah i think it'd be um... lovely to try ILARP at some point
0: yeah it's a halfling hobbit i'm pretty sure it's okay for us to say hobbit LARP. it's not as if we've we're, we're not ilarp marketing it so <laughs> so you know so you know it's, that's that's the thing that draws me to it it looks it looks awesome i like the fact that they they say like the pvp is just purely political so there's no combat but the the combat is just you know being being snarky each other <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah just like general drama
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. so you do, you do you get to do any of your um cosplay these days is that still a part of a hobby of yours or is or a bit like us So as larp and D kind of replaced it a bit
3: yeah pretty much um though I am thinking of going back into it this year um but again it's a time and energy thing um but there is it's like the social aspect of it is so fun you get to meet some really cool people um and I've recently got into uh, vox machina oh
0: yeah, yeah.
3: uh-huh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I'm going for a, a I'm uh, starting a new character at E1 this year. Hmm. Um, and some of the costume uh, overlaps with uh, one of the characters that I want to cosplay from Vox Machina. So I can kind of justify yeah. it a little bit. Um, who's the character? Can yeah. you tell us
0: who's the character? <laughs>
3: tell us the character. Uh, yeah, from Vox, yeah Machina, I, from Vox Machina. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. I'm this is really bad. I haven't been watching it very long, and uh, critical role fans are going to get very annoyed with me. It's is it okay. Vex?
0: A... Yes, Vex. I love it. I Bex. love it. Yeah. Yep.
3: I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm also going to be playing an archer and things like that. So, nice.
1: oh, that sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> Ooh, um, an archer in dorm.
3: Yeah. Uh, Yo folk, though. So, somewhat justified.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we 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 know that there's 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 a few archers in in dawn. We've heard that sometimes they get a little bit. I think there's like in character, shade thrown at archery in dawn because part is part of the brief, isn't it? Well, maybe you you can. Yeah. Is that something you thought about when you went? Oh, I'm going to do an archer uh, <laughs> character.
3: Um, it was not really, but I do like certain aspects of the brief that create conflict like that. Yeah. Um. And it's just something to sort of get your teeth into really. Um, But it was mostly because I have the hard skill. Um, So, and it's something that I've always wanted to try. Um, And I have a bow, I have a couple of them. Uh, so it's more for a practical sense Um, and also the character that I've created doesn't really have much desire to be noble Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it makes sense for a yo folk to be an archer so yeah Yeah, Yeah, that's
1: that's a good good point actually I forgot I've seen I've seen a picture of you with your bow I've seen some real real nice pictures actually because you did a photo shoot was it last year you did that shoot?
3: Yeah, um, it was in it was in September. Yeah, with yeah. um somebody there in uh, House Durandal. All right, okay. Yeah, and they have stunt horse, and they they're just like one of those people who's just multi-talented and just magical and I said hey you've got yeah. a stunt horse I've got a bow let's make cool art together
1: <laughs> that's so c- I didn't even realize they were in Durandal I followed them for a little while after seeing your photographs and I was just like wow this is amazing and I followed the the, the trail from your photos and I was like whoa this is this is a lot
3: <laughs> yeah that,
1: that looked amazing so you did like you did like a bull shoot on horseback didn't you
3: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we arranged it for a little while and then we got in touch with a photographer who does a lot of sort of medieval reenactment photography. Um, and we just sort of pitched the idea to him and he was really invested as well. And, uh, normally with photo shoots, you need to have, you know, quite a while. Um, and unfortunately we had quite a tight schedule. Um, but uh, all of our de- our ideas, like sort of, worked brilliantly, and uh, we're, we're going to have other ones soon, hopefully.
1: Oh, that will be amazing! W- will that be with them? Um, your your new character or a cosplay related?
3: Um, so we're going for like empire, <laughs> like empire inspired, uh-huh. but not not a purely larp one, no, because uh, obviously. Horses don't exist (laughs) in Empire.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it has to be. I I know. I I would like to see some more people do like proper like dreamscape um, photo shoots with horses. Um, Mm. Yeah, because there's 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 a lot of people. uh, Like I I work with horses, but I don't I don't have a horse that would be appropriate at all for photo shoots, really. Especially not like ridden ones. What was what was the horse you like? You worked with like? I'm assuming it was a pro a pro horse.
3: Yeah so um Alex does a lot of um sort of liberty training mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. uh training the horse from the ground mm-hmm. um and it's uh, it's something that you develop over years and years basically um but yeah it's based on more of a mutual companionship um he'd be able to explain it a lot a lot better but you're not sort of training them by uh controlling them is much more you know based on I think healthier ways of training a horse Mm -hmm. um but yeah so we spent uh maybe a couple of hours before even the photographer arrived just getting to know Poppy she's uh she's an Irish cob uh a total tank
2: just (laughs) total
3: unicorn uh beautiful beautiful girl um and yeah, just uh, but he basically directed her a lot from the ground.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, um, that's really smart. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I,
1: that's the thing. I've seen the photos, and I was just, I've seen some of the videos that he's put out there. And I just thought, wow, I wonder, I wonder what the this, this shoot was actually like. So he did a lot of the directing from the ground, Well, you basically positioned yourself for the photographer. Then
3: that's right. Yeah, it was the three of us, sort of. Well, no, the four of us, really. <laughs> Um, all working together um, to be honest and thankfully we all harmonized really well um, but it was my job to make sure that the arrow didn't fly out the bow um, and sort of looking poised and ethereal um, and Alex was making sure Poppy was okay and things like that and he he gives her very subtle signals um, it's just it's amazing to watch really um, and then the photographer was sort of off uh, a few meters away directing me. So it was, yeah, it was really cool. cool. and Lots I'm, of teamwork. <laughs> very much, very much. It was very funny as well because we were on public land. Uh, so we had a couple of dog walkers come along and be like, is that an elf?
0: That That's weird. weird. <laughs> that happens. I'm sure the public are way more used to go, go circling that to cosplay for, for a uh, a short stint like uh, I, where before uh conventions got really popular it must have been really unusual to see that but then like there was a convention in every single town and it's not unusual yeah. now to drive through a town but, oh there must be a convention on because there's loads of people yeah. in in cosplay so mm-hmm. oh it's it sounds like you had a way more harmonious uh photo shoot equestrian photo shoot than robin and i had because we did a <laughs>
3: Uh, oh, tell me about it.
0: Like I said, we, <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, like I said, we're, we're, we're horsey, but we didn't, like, we didn't, we didn't you know, get in touch with someone that actually had a horse trained for this. It, he, was, he, was a, he was a good horse, and he was he was a driving horse, big Frisian. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, b- being used to being driven and being ridden by a sp- certain person isn't the same as having a strange uh, man on your back that you wasn't used to. And I was uh, in my Jamie Lannister... Cos- costume which was mostly like uh, made of warbler plastics thermoplastics things like that so it made like a flappy kind of noise and i had one hand because i had one hand in a gold a golden hand so i, oh, I
1: forgot about that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so and our-, and our photographer who was great w- wasn't overly i think he'd shot with horses before but hadn't done that much of it so yeah there, there were times he got the best shots when Pretty much the horse was going out of control, but we stuck through
2: it. <laughs> Don't recommend yeah, but, it.
1: Don't recommend it. Was it was like, it was when M. Um, Oliver was like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start going, we'll start trotting, and it made a flapping noise. And then Zorro started cantering down the field, and, and you're here one hand, and then the photographer's like, yes, keep going. This is great. <laughs> <he's> like, okay, <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: oh, bless you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's funny actually because a lot of what poppy had to do was standing still but you'll know this as horse people is that horses don't really like doing that for extended periods of time
0: <laughs> yeah especially when you've got because you, you, what, what was your I'm, I'm trying to think of the of the the pictures now you had like long flowing like um robes or something on didn't you
3: yeah so it was a, a long dress yeah, um so for for a little bit of time um before the shoot uh, alex actually he made a skirt for himself and rode her around with it to get her used to it yeah. um and the sound as well but you know horses can spook at a plastic bag you know yeah they're <laughs> fly animals
0: yeah yeah and it, yeah sometimes that's the thing sometimes people don't kind of uh, appreciate that either that if what they are used to is what they are used to you know you, you will have uh horses that are kind of have better constitution than others for that type of thing uh but yeah if if they just because they're used to bell, that you have to get them used to that and just because they're used to bells and uh certain things over their heads and things that doesn't mean something they've never seen before won't make them go oh you know yeah yeah that's the thing like
1: the the owner the one that we did um she sent us pictures beforehand because i was like i'm gonna have a shield and she was like oh well he's never had a shield on him before and you only have one hand to hold on so she got a like a like a bin lid like a big bin lid got on his back put a cape on her and and started cantering around the place sending me pictures going look he's great (laughs) I got on picked up the shield and he went what is that (laughs) And I was like pose for the photo (laughs) yep
3: yep always the way
1: <laughs> it sounded like you had a very lovely magical time one. yeah
3: yeah and I, I think that's you know a huge credit to the relationship between Alex and Poppy to be honest um and you know they've, they've been working together for a very long time uh, he's also adopted another horse called Megan um who unfortunately she was abandoned um she was found she was pregnant as well very young um but you know i think it's a good example of it takes a huge amount of training uh to get a horse to be able to do that because um i've sort of thought oh you know we could maybe have megan as well um but alex has said no like megan isn't ready yeah yeah Yeah. um and yeah yeah it, ta- it takes a lot so then when you watch something like i don't know lord of the rings or game of thrones or something and you see the horses on there doing mad tricks you think crikey yeah. you know they're really talented <laughs> yeah, uh yeah. creatures <laughs> well, that's the
0: thing it's it, what they're capable of is is quite incredible but a lot of times people mm. don't understand they are trained to do that specific thing so so like the whole the the ones that you see that you know, they rear up and they fall down, they're, they're trained specifically to do that maneuver, you know, it's not just a case of, oh, it it can do anything. Uh, even, even like the, um, you know, the, the bucking horses in the, uh, like American rodeos, they are, they're Mm -hmm. not just wild horses. They are, they are literally trained to do that move. They're trained to, once they step the foot in the, in that arena, then they just, they, they buck and they buck a certain way. And then mm-hmm. once they come out, then they just go, oh, my job's done, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're not they're not um, yeah they're, they're not not as flexible as people think, but they they usually just train mm-hmm. to do that one specific thing. So if you are doing a photo shoot, don't do it like we did it. Just make sure you get a, <laughs> make sure you get a, a decent horse person that that knows what they're doing.
3: <laughs> yeah. Advice for budding equine models out there. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. So I would like to see more of it. You know, I definitely want to put people off
1: <laughs> oh no no and I mean like yeah with, with with us specifically it was a friend's horse who we knew well and everything else and we've both done enough riding that we're like oh, it should be fine whatever happens but mm. yeah certainly wouldn't want to put people off you know as long as you find like you did find you know the right sort of horses that are trained to literally have somebody on their back with a long flowing dress and things like that and yeah it's Cause I would love to see some more shoots because when I saw your photos, I was just like, oh, want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: do it definitely. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret in the, the next shoot, is um, hopefully going to be involving uh, Wraith.
0: Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that?
3: <laughs> um, but they, <laughs> yeah. Oh, a should, very no, accomplished horse person that fun, and that's yeah. pretty much uh why I thought yeah they'll they'll be awesome at it yeah, yeah. um so yeah
0: it's, it's so. yeah it's quite funny um because I'm <laughs> like so So I'm a farrier by trade and when he, Rafe was one of the first people we met at LARP and it was very it's one of those jobs that a lot of people know what it is but sometimes people go oh yeah what's that oh okay all right okay but yeah, it's it was funny Rafe being one of the kind of first people we met, and I was like, I was like, oh, he's like, oh, what do you what do you do? You know, I was like, oh, I'm a farrier. He's like, oh right, yeah, I have horses, and I'm like, all right. And I think he said to me once, well, you're my favorite, you're my favorite um farrier. I'm like, how did you know? And he's like, oh, like four or five. And I was like, okay. Mainly
1: <laughs> 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 because you. you ended up pitching everybody's tent because you could actually go <laughs> around and help. You're like everyone is a farrier here. And you're like, no. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me <laughs>
0: I know how to make friends i can hit things hard with the hammer don't ask me to do anything else but <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's definitely very helpful being uh, a strong pair of hands at larp like there's a lot of uh manual handling to do isn't there
0: yeah,
1: yeah. oh yeah definitely
0: <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it, we kind of we're maybe a little bit lazy that's one thing like showing up on the friday you don't get as much opportunity to kind of help people out. But yeah, it's definitely a tip. Mm. Uh, like if you're, if you're new on the field, then um, yeah, go and help people set up. You don't have to like put up massive, huge marquees, you know, and be like that physical, but people usually need help. Like taking things from cars to tents, right?
1: Oh yeah. Like people always need a hand. It's such a great way to obviously make friends and mm-hmm. to get to know people. Um, but yeah, it just kind of makes it a little bit easier edging into the game as well. If you've already met all these people out of character and yeah, everybody always needs a hand setting things up. Um, yeah. There's just so much to do. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
3: Yep, definitely.
0: Yeah. Kate, did you uh, did you start lapping on your own or did you come in with, because um, obviously you've only done Empire, did you come to Empire just on your own or did you come with like a group of friends or?
3: Uh, yeah. So I was um, introduced to the Orzels who, you know, <laughs> very very big group um, though at the time uh, they were a little bit smaller um, but over the years they've definitely expanded yeah. Um, so yeah I was and uh, pretty much with most uh, LARPers they were really hospitable um, so uh, one of them you've probably encountered him uh, Martin who plays Ozarin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> He was so sweet because he made like a little family tree and said, here's how you slot into the Orzel family and here's the sorts of things that you can do if you want to, but you don't have to, you can do what you want. Um, He was an absolute sweetheart about it. Um, So yeah, I sort of just, I think for my first event, I was just a little bit bewildered. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, how how did you find it initially? Did you hear about, it or did you just did, did you start researching and then went, oh, what's what's this? I fancy going to that.
3: Yeah. I mean, as I said, I, I knew quite a few larpers already, yeah. um, and lots of people went. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, actually, this looks really cool. The yeah. photos look incredible. Yeah. Um, and then you get into the character creation process, and it it can sort of take over your life a little bit can't <laughs> it and you're like oh, that's really exciting Yeah. um so if, for a few months beforehand uh I got sort of really into it and then maybe a week beforehand I got really nervous I don't know if you guys had that at all just like this is
0: actually reality now yeah I think yeah. I think maybe I was a little bit jittery right before t- I was fine right up till time in Robbie, you were a bit jittery on the drive down. Actually, on mm. I remember you like was... I was
1: fine. Okay, it was fine.
0: <laughs> she was. She, she was so. I I don't no
1: know car. what was going on on that drive. I have never had car sickness in my life, and for some reason on that drive, I was like, no, it's just because you're, you're going on a really windy road. We should have gone a more direct route. That that's why I'm feeling this way. And Oliver's like, nah, sure. Yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I think I had this. Fear that I'd forgotten something like something important, you know, like the tent or all my clothes. And I kept having those sort of nightmares the week before where I turned up and none of my kit was there, or you know, I'd forgotten the fire pit or something like that. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the same, if that's kind of how you were feeling like the week before with feeling those sort of nerves and things like that. It was more just the what if, you know, sort of thing. Mm. But only yeah, at the first
3: event yeah there's definitely that I mean um I'm sort of generally a warrior so I even you know I've been doing it a while and I still think what have I forgotten um but the difference is that I know if I've forgotten something then just everyone is so kind uh and if you need something someone will probably lend you something
1: yeah. yes yeah that's that's what I found like the larp as a hobby everybody just seems to be so welcoming and friendly and just they want everybody to have a good time and like what you were just saying about your experience coming into um house or zell and the way that they are able to you know slot you in and give you some game and but but only what you were ready for at the time is just wonderful
3: (laughs) yeah oh very much so yeah um and i also it's really cool when you see creators integrate into the um game because they kind of document uh something that I think every player goes through which is you yeah. know their sort of that that journey um and before you guys came there was a chat called um Rick Van Man
0: Okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
3: um and he he turned up and I remember I remember seeing him and he was wondering about uh, um, I think I'd been there maybe a year or like a few events and he was dressed up quite a bit I'd say maybe a winter marker okay. um, but he he was Dornish okay. um, and we were in the Orzel tent um, and I saw him just outside and I was like do you want to come in just come and chill with us you know um, our excuse is that you know we were from Varushka, uh, and that has a principle of hospitality, but yeah. to be honest, it's like we just want more cool people it's in the tent. Excuse, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a good excuse to invite people in, yeah.
1: I must yeah, admit. exactly.
3: But, um,
1: okay, sorry sorry,
3: Echo yeah, for it, sorry. Oh no, I I was just saying um yeah, he he had a similar journey to you guys and that he came on his own. Uh and he slowly became really just in love with it and had this growing enthusiasm and uh, uh and it it was just really cool to see so yeah
0: yeah, yeah that's that's the good thing about i mean you, you like we're always careful like we don't we don't want to be intrusive on people's games but people definitely on the flip side it's, it's nice when people get a get something from it you know when people go oh yeah it's 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 help because it i got it helped me listening to um other podcasts um I listened to, so what, like, one of the reasons I got into uh, Empire was because one of my, um, one of my players in a and d game I was running, or a d D&D style game I was running, we were talking about LARP, and they listened to uh, the guys who do the LARP noobs stuff, and I listened to their, like, uh, first episode of, like, what it was like going there for the first time, so that gave me a real feel of what it might be like, because that's the, yeah. that's the thing that might Give you nerves right or, or it was maybe what maybe gave me a bit of jitters right before especially right before timings i'm like i don't really know what to expect what's like what's going to happen is there going to be like a bell ringing at time in am I, what's going to be expected of me or what's you know am i going to be expected to do something do i have to what if i get it wrong what if i don't know how to role play correctly or something and i've missed something in and there's there's not been any fine print anywhere that i can find it i think that's probably something that might cause a lot of people anxiety.
3: Yeah, that that was I think the case for me why I was nervous is you know, you've created this really cool character and then you're like, hang on a second, how does this actually work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, that that that's I think a big difference with um tabletop role players that you're you're rolling dice and you're doing this and you're doing that. Um, but it's actually knowing to what extent uh you're actually acting out these things you know i I was interested uh my first character was an artisan Mm -hmm. and i didn't know if you had to create things uh like on the spot like (laughs) you know like a farrier or a blacksmith Mm -hmm. or something um and then when you get there you get context and it's much easier to understand the whole ribbon thing um Yeah. yeah But I think and I just didn't I didn't want to make a fool of myself or offend anyone or anything like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I've... the I think the biggest worry is the and I think a lot of people have said this because I like to ask people, was it what you expected? In fact, actually I'll ask you that. Was, was when you when you actually finally got into role play, was it was it what you expected?
3: Uh no, not at all. I didn't think it would be so immersive yeah. and so emotionally just consuming in in like the best way and and the worst way possible because not not like i mean there were negative emotions as well you know certain characters dying and things it's all very cathartic though
2: yeah
3: yeah um but i just and yeah, no, 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 not at all. I didn't don't really know what I expected, to be honest, but just the quality of game and the amount of enthusiasm people have and the just the quality of some of the costume you see is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it, it really is. Um mm-hmm. actually like with you you mentioning um the, the, the costume as well, there's mm-hmm. one thing about yours that I kind of want to know about. And it was um, with your character. Um, so you had um, feathers mm-hmm. for for one of yours, and I'm really int- because I've I've been looking at the photographs and trying to figure out. I I cannot figure out how those are attached or how you did it. So please tell us how <laughs> you did that because they look. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, Glee um, Glee definitely. I like to imagine her like a like a Pokemon. Uh, So she went through several evolutions. Um, The first time I got on the field, I'd actually made the feather trappings myself. Um, And gosh, I made them out of like an amalgamation of, I don't know, uh, modeling clay and cardboard and tears. Um, And they were like (laughs) stuck on there um, with spirit gum uh, and yeah it was it wasn't great i mean funnily enough they were the most kind of stylish i think uh okay. trappings and then i then you know you go through battles and stuff and you need new trappings so i went to another one which was made by a lady she's actually a um a trader uh at, at uh, empire um And those were similarly, like, I think they were made with modeling clay, but a lot lighter. Um, And then um, there's actually a special effects artist within Orzell, absolute sweetheart, um, love him to death, uh, who got, he put me in touch with somebody who does prosthetics work. And I said, okay, I did some drawings and stuff and I said, you know, this is kind of what I'm interested in. I've done a lot of trial and error. Um, It can be really tricky if you're doing, you know, battles and stuff. Uh, I need something that's going to be really solid, but that will last for a few few events so I can justify uh, that. So, um, yeah, that the last one, her final form. um, So it's it's latex. Uh huh. Um, it's either latex or silicone I'm not sure but it's that sort of material it's very very thin and then it's got um, sort of a filigree design in it and then the the feathers are like like welded in there almost and then I just stick it on with prosade
1: oh wow I <laughs> okay now <laughs> I know how I could not figure it out from the photos I was sitting studying them <laughs> going this is lawless does she actually have feathers (laughs) (laughs) no
3: I mean once it was done uh it's literally like plonk pretty much um as long as you you know use the prosade correctly um you know it would I mean I think I actually fell asleep in it once and it was still (laughs) (laughs) you know how it is when you like you know it's 2 a.m and you're like oh I'll yeah. just sort this
1: out in the morning and then you really regress it <laughs> yeah I've definitely had nights where I've been like I could just sleep in my ears I've
0: done it once already yeah I did it once okay. I was like no it's just for the sake of just ripping off my ear then it's just because yeah you yeah. are tempted especially because it's a fiddle in the morning as well to get <laughs> to get it done how how long it, did it take you to get it all on? Like cuz I'm assuming you, you kind of have to put your kit on first and then put all that on.
3: Yes, uh Lady Grania in particular, um she took maybe I'd say like costume and makeup would be an hour. Mm-hmm. Um that that was after some practice though. Um <laughs> so yeah, it would it, it would be the ears. It would be the spirals. Um, and then you, with Prose Aid, you have to pop it onto that certain element, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's ears or feather headpiece. Yeah. Uh, and you have to let it dry until it's a key. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And then you pop it on. Um, so, like, yeah, I kind of got it down to a fine art. With like, sort of, you know, tiredly drinking tea at the same time and putting on makeup. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's, so yeah you said you use pros aid, but you tried spirit gum before i've never used pros aid before i've only ever used spirit gum do you have a preference out right, of the two
3: yes pros aid, all the okay. way all the way
1: i might have to it's... give that a go then because i use spirit gum mm-hmm. and it's painful i hate spirit gum. so yeah. painful
3: <laughs> so you need um yeah, it, it is painful and then it leaves like nasty residue and stuff like that. Um it was it was actually this this Dan Turk chap um who he he just gave me a little bit little pot of Pros-Aid mm-hmm. and a little pot of the remover. Um and so long as you have those two, um you're sorted. Um you can go out and you can do all sorts of skirmishes and battles, you can cry, you can you know do all the kind of drama ball gowning that people do in dawn and yeah your your trappings will be fine yeah.
0: you've got to think about that because you, you were probably like us then if you came like uh, through cosplay first you were probably very aware or you i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure that you've uh made cos- pe- costume pieces because nobody's perfect and you look at it and go this this will this will be fine for the day i don't need to <laughs> right? See that face? So yeah. Yeah. When when we went to LARP, we were very aware of. Oh no, yeah, this is like no, no, this needs to be. We can't just like, uh, you know, you know, like a like a velcro um sticky thing. Oh yeah, there we go. That'll (laughs) that'll do. Some
1: hot glue the night before. Done.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you know, duct tape. Yeah, things like that
0: on the inside. I'm not going to line this little bit that I've made because no one's going to see. But in LARP, you're like, no, I have to wear this the entire weekend and I kinda of want to be comfortable in it, you know.
3: It's it's a really good point that you guys are making. Like, and I think that's what a lot of cosplayers struggle with when they get there, um, is so much of it actually has to be practical. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and keep you warm because if you're not warm, if you're not comfortable, then you're gonna have a
1: bad time. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah yeah you are so, so um, what was the um so because you said your first so your first character was an artisan uh mm. did, did you stick with the artisan stuff or or did you kind of go oh yeah I don't know about that
3: uh yeah I did um so I basically uh chose a certain number of recipes which us as a house uh definitely used so Gosh, um, I think it was like rune plate and maybe a vorpal blade, you know, lots of kind of martial type things because we were definitely a martially oriented house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it because um, it is fun to make props and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I definitely uh, liked that aspect of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is it something that keeps your game busy over the weekend, or is it just like because because I know some of the I've spoken to apothecaries about this, and some people obviously like love the apothecary game, but mm-hmm. from what I know about it, it's like a lot of it is like people will just kind of bring you herbs, or you bring herbs, and there's no you can obviously role play out that you're making something, but mechanically mm-hmm. you've kind of got to go off to God like on your own and go in the out of character area to kind of get your your potions. So. Is, is it a little bit like that or is it or or is it just something you can do on the side during the game
3: um for me it was definitely more of a thing on the side yeah. um but it was definitely you know um i didn't not not do it if that makes sense yeah. um it was still like a big part of her story you know that's where she came from um both her parents were artisans and things like that um mm-hmm. And I do like how when a a magical item can actually be part of a plot. Um, So to bring it back to Rick, um, he was commissioned by the Empress at the time, um, their throne guard. Uh, I think the head of the throne guard or something to create a, a special sword or something uh, and it was a huge thing for him to to make this oh, uh, cool. and present it to the empress um wow. he himself <laughs> yeah that's, that's uh,
0: incredible. really cool awesome game that's so cool
3: it was so cool as well because out of character I think he he found it quite quite daunting mm-hmm. um, especially the person who plays the empress is so charismatic and she has such presence um, so he was playing my retainer at the time and I was almost just like emotional support but it was just really cool to see that particular thing happen all because yeah. of sword
0: you know <laughs> I, yeah yeah I, I definitely need to uh spe- spend some money i mean uh, my house is artisans currently my new house uh but i definitely need to because i've realized that it's, uh, so a lot of it being like being like a powerful character isn't all about just like making sure you've got enough experience points and it's just saving experience points you, you've got to be like the best thing to do is go right i'm going to put experience points maybe into uh like hero calls or something and then use magic items to buff your hit hit points you know and kind of even out a bit instead of going oh I'm going to put well, I'm going to get one hit use all my experience to get one hit point and then one hero call and then one like unstoppable or something you know mm. and I think I think I I need to delve more into Robin got yeah. magic I was going to say this
1: my um the, 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 this ribbon uh that um oh, that hi. saved me that that really saved me last time and um that Arnel
0: <laughs> used out of our joint fund
1: Ask Godric, okay. And Godric's like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> but in Godric's voice
0: <laughs> Yeah, well we had we had a we had a mana crystal and and Robin was like, oh, I'm gonna or Aaron I was like, I'm gonna trade this, uh trade this mana crystal. Is that okay? I'm like, Yeah, sure. And then she comes back and she's like, Oh, I got like I got some enchanted mail. I'm like,
1: Well, how are we gonna split that? <laughs> Well, Godric wanted Arnell to remain safe. And I think that Godric would have wanted her to have that. Oliver, on the other hand, really wanted some cool armor. <laughs> it's fine. It's such a pretty fine. ribbon. It's it's bloodstained. Uh-huh. Fake bloodstained. Uh-huh. Yes.
3: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, that. that's, uh, you know, again, game created through uh, an item, isn't it? You know? um <laughs> as just justification for it but um yeah. you know like specifically uh with things to do with battle um green steel bracelets uh are often given from uh you know nobles to yo folk uh so they don't so they have a shield so they don't get squished the first time they go into battle you know
0: so the green steel bracelets are they the ones that give you like the shield skill yeah 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 because yeah. i didn't know they actually existed uh just coming in and then having spent points on the shield cause that's the first the only points i actually spent uh for my first character e1 was the shield and then i and then i looked around and i was like god everyone's got shield? <laughs> everyone's got shields but then i later found out yeah. no it's it, it's sometimes like a some magical item that you can give to people to get them use the shield so
3: yeah i mean it is uh i think relatively expensive or certainly an inconvenience so i I definitely think having a shield is a really important thing on a battlefield. Um, but there's also the, the bonding aspect of being an artisan and you can tell a story through that. Um,
0: so mechanically, what is the bonding stuff? Is that the thing that ties it to the player?
3: Yeah, so you can't just give a magical item to somebody and oh. they use it. Um, yeah. You have to go and find a ref, and uh, as an artisan, you have the power to bind it to that certain person for however long it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've I've had um, bonding moments where it's, it's it's kind of it's quite touching, really, yeah. um, and quite emotional, especially if it's a battle thing, and that thing is potentially going to keep your character alive. Um I wasn't
1: prepared for that because I literally thought, Oh yeah, we'll put this and he was like, We need to find a ref. I was like, Oh cool, we'll find a ref who give me a ribbon and I'm gonna go off on a skirmish, a nighttime Mm. skirmish on the Friday. Fine. Oh so but he was like no we need to do it this way and he stood there and he, he spoke to me and he said a load of things to me as he was um slowly tying it on a very particular way and stuff and I was like oh my gosh and he's like you know this will keep you safe and I'm just like oh I really hope it does
0: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Like, don't, don't tell Godric
3: <laughs> exactly yeah yeah
0: so like because like in- I suppose that has like kind connot- of that has reasons in character out of character to, to to so in character you know other characters won't be like oh yeah let's just steal all this stuff and then we can just use it i guess that it kind of deters that kind of like oh yeah we'll just take this person's enchanted mail they don't know we have it that's fine i'll put it on for this battle and i guess it deters <laughs> people from like stealing ribbons and things like that as well because it's tied to that player's pd number so they don't go Oh, what have you got a manchanted shield and you're like oh this it's a you know if it was question you'd be like oh it's a ribbon but the, i'm assuming the ribbon is tied to the actual player's PD id is that how it works
3: yeah it is so as soon as you're bonded to that thing it'll it'll pop up yeah. um on your account yeah. uh for however long i i think uh green steel bracelets might be a couple of events or something maybe a year yeah. um but it depends on on the item yeah yeah, yeah. But no we don't we don't appreciate Theft at LARP, super not cool. But if we can do things to prevent it, then
0: <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't seem to be like a. Luckily, it's not very you know a very common thing because everyone there is playing the game. Like, did did you find any? I know we definitely did. Refreshing coming from like cosplay to LARP, having lack of general public because <laughs> <laughs> when you're cosplaying, you kind of. There are some really good events out there that just are like cosplay events and things like that but usually you're cosplaying at conventions and convention halls for the people mm. you know did you mm. did you find that refreshing
3: <laughs> <laughs> it is um very very immersive isn't it yeah. so then everybody is dressed exactly in the same way and it's mm. very easy to forget the outside world yeah um yes. I don't. Yeah, cosplay isn't so much about necessarily being lost in something. It's I think a lot more about celebrating a certain yeah. fan base or, yeah. or whatever. And I know it's it's a mixed bag because in some ways I liked being on the DLR, getting to MCM and sort of, or, or the underground and people just looking at you like, what the? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'm yeah. like Getting into, into a lift at a hotel, you know? For <laughs> yeah. all these people.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get way more nerves you... cosplaying than we ever did going out to a LARP, you know? Oh. For that reason, you know?
1: Honestly, mm. um, we, so we started Empire last year and we'd started it and everything and we were all confident and things were going great. And we went to a cosplay event and it's the first cosplay event that I've been to in years. The nerves, I went straight back to my pre-LARP self and the nerves and anxiety of stepping out of my car in a car park at the event where I knew everyone was in cosplay I felt so much nerves and I was like wow it's really weird how at LARP this feeling doesn't tend to get anywhere near this level but for some reason for cosplay it's still for me personally anyway it's still certainly there um have you done much um many cosplay events since you started LARPing
3: um not really any at all to be honest the close closest would be a a couple of photo shoots and You tend to not really do that in public or where there are many people around. Um, I suppose the closest to a sort of feeling like that would be um, Taylor Favors, the Montrose event, uh, which was um, I think it was Chippenham, mm-hmm. um, but we we drove there, but we were we were in full kits. Uh, yeah. And we had to walk from the car park to the church where it was held. And there yeah. were sort of people in cars like, what the heck? <laughs> I that way. <laughs> you know, I'd like green hair and antlers and a big, long ball gown. And, you know, there was Mercy there sort of dancing along. Yay!
2: <laughs> I, 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 I
0: could <laughs> totally see Dave just dressing like that all the time anyway. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah (laughs) i find it weird uh, seeing
1: him without his kit on really like as in with normal clothes on i find that kind of weird
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was definitely an in character mercy reference i think
2: (laughs) i have i have
3: definitely done pin-ups of the boy he's uh yeah (laughs) that's very on brand
0: so so what can you tell us Um, about your new uh your new your new character then because you you were um I, I know I've I've cause we've never actually we never actually had any contact like on the battlefield or things like that but we've we've got um I've seen pictures of you like out in the front line with your with your shield but you said you're going archery this time so is, is that going to be mm. a bit of a different is that going to be a sh- gear shift for you then going into combat
3: yeah I definitely think so um I mean I think it's part of being such such um part of such a marshally oriented house and the um we were always like right up at the front um yeah. it's quite easy to see see any or because they're sort of it's weird um i'd be interested to know if you guys had this uh strategy that we kind of spread out but then try and keep an eye on each other so we're not as a whole unit yeah. um but you can quite easily spot an orzal like oh, on the
1: front yeah, line definitely yeah. <laughs> like the, the orzal shield is just so striking like in seeing mm. those it's quite easy to find one of them yeah yeah, yeah. i think that yeah, that's, exactly. that's a very
0: adornish uh, in general strategy as well Well, I, I, like you say it's it's there, there are certain people anyway There are certain people that you 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 look for cues you know what i mean you you're kind of going right it kind of maybe looks like we're all moving in a big blob but there are cert- yeah but there are certain people who go all oh, right that's happening over that's happening over there and if you are vigilant then you yeah you, you can get yourself out of a lot of trouble if you kind of know who to look cues for you know <laughs> because yeah that that's important to staying alive having especially when you get to experience it from the other side of fighting against the other nations monstering you kind of see mistakes that people make and that is one i see p- people make they kind of they lose, lose focus that they, they may be like are looking off oh what's going on in the trees but they're not like looking on what their allies are doing you know yeah. before they know it they're cut off and they're like whoops
1: or like scouting out of the area properly before actually heading in with a plan that's something as well yeah yeah definitely
3: uh, a lot of it is is mental really yeah. um but i mean i, I think Robin you probably have this a little bit more but I'm I'm only five foot two um and being in a shield wall right at the front is just <laughs> not practical <laughs> um and generally just not safe <laughs> so I have like nearly been squished a couple of times uh, especially yes. in the forest yeah um, I haven't had to call any, any like any sort of safety or uh, anything like that. But um, the idea of sort of standing back a little bit and maybe being with a group of quite small. Um, like smaller people but we're more agile and maneuverable yeah. that's what appealed to me a little bit more like I know that my um forte isn't sort of being against the tidal wave you know uh as much as I love this shield um it's going to go up in the L tent um and cool. you know I'm just going to be a bit more of a ranger type thing Yeah.
1: yeah yeah no I totally agree with you there actually I mean I um I love being in the front line but not with a shield I like being you know using Godric as a shield because then I can be more maneuverable like you said being able to actually be fast and running back and forward and getting through people and striking out when the opportunity arises but I think if I were there standing, holding a shield and um, like I'm a little bit taller than you, but I would still end up, you know, probably just on my butt most of the time or mm. get crushed between people. And I, I think that might something I want to try at some point. I might need to get get some some enchantments so I can try it at some point. But for now, I like my two swords and ability to run around. So it means that might actually have some interactions with you in the battlefield. If you're um, further back and shooting, then I might be able to have some interactions there. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
3: I mean, I think you've touched on something that is just so important, which is teamwork. You know, Um, there's somebody in Orzel who, well, there's quite a few tall people in, in Orzel, but I'm thinking of one in particular, I think he's six foot five or something. Okay. Um, so I had this shield and he had, uh, a, lo- a pole arm, um, and we just went round as this little unit. Um, I protected most of him with the shield and he would strike over my head because yeah. he could.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. Um,
3: and as, you know, if you've got something like that sorted, uh, you know, it could be a group of maybe three or four people, um, you're probably going to be all right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Communication is definitely key. Yeah. Especially if you're at the front or in fact, actually, yeah, if you're, if you're someone who is, uh, usually standing behind the, the shield bearers, make sure that you, uh, go up and just like tap them on the shoulder and say, Hey, you know, cause, uh, yeah, sometimes people are behind me and it's like, it would be so easy if you just say, you know, and I've had a few people do this and it's great. Just say, Hey, I'm behind you. And I'm like, cool. If you're going to, if you want to strike down, you want to use just say, godrick i want to strike this down three two and i'll and i'll make a i'll make an opening for you yes. you know instead of just like standing because especially if you're like stood in a wall we don't know what's you should know what's behind you but a lot of the time people don't know what's going on behind them so little mm. tap say hello fellow hero of the empire i'm here with you <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah very exactly. much so. yes it's just that that teamwork and it's i think that's for me and that's why I like being in the front line because I like that teamwork of you know being the, the small stabby one and being able to be like oh I can see someone they've not seen me and to be able to sort of you know tap the person with a shield in front of like, right let me through three two and they just yeah. don't expect it and it's funny and you get to run off to the other side after and they're just like
3: <laughs> oh very much so yeah oh. just being being fast and agile and just Yeah like that is is really useful. (laughs) Uh, You can be big and strong but you don't actually have the maneuverability and quite often unless you're really quick it's very easy to see that certain strike coming so someone can parry or or defend Um, but if you're sneaky you know.
1: (laughs) Well like I got throwing as an ability last time because I just wanted to screw with people and I got throwing so I had, I think I had six or seven throwing knives on me, just tucked everywhere. And it was just so much fun to be able to be like, ha one
0: hit. <laughs> yeah, because people are very conscious of archers and they're like, oh, there's no archers. I'm safe. And then when someone uses the throne, they're just like, oh, really?
3: <laughs> <laughs> really? Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you, what are you taking? Do you know if you were taking anything else to like complement your your archery? Like healing um, or anything
3: like that? Yeah, so um part of this character was uh just trying aspects of the game that I never have before. Um so one of them is healing, uh that I'm really excited about. It again, it looks very dramatic. Um to be honest though, when I was um Lady Glee, I was doing a like a lot of parallel um healing. So I wasn't doing the healing itself, but uh I would just be behind the line dragging people yeah. back to the healers. Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: because yeah, if you've got that awareness, you can sort of just look out for people. Um, you know, for, for OC safety as well, because yeah. if people fall on them, then it's just yeah. not great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: exactly. And it saves them somebody who's like in a shield wall holding the front line removing themselves to move somebody back when somebody who has two free hands can just, you know, yeah. move them back and keep keep the shield wall strong. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then I've also done a quite a heroic uh um scene where it was with um uh Bors de Carcinea. Um he had fallen and just like put the shield in front of him was like right just get out you know <laughs> so it can it can be really cool in terms of role play to do that certain role um but for me i wanted to do, like invest a bit more in the like the quite specific role play of um you know fixing somebody up and and things like that so and with with a bow you can sort of like pop it on yourself and get your hands free oh
0: yeah so... that's a
1: good point actually yeah you can get two free hands really easily yeah actually think yeah. about that
0: yeah so i don't think yeah. we're gonna have to worry at all about us not getting any game together kate because you'll be seeing a lot of me if you're going to be a <laughs> dealer. So. yeah yeah you're going to see a notice i like i like i like to <laughs> i like to use everybody's resources
1: <laughs> doesn't matter what nation they're in they will end up spending some resources getting godric back out there <laughs> back,
0: back up i i do i that's the thing i'm probably going to try and convince. Uh, everyone in Dawn that I do need some like extra pumping up with like magical magical items or something because a lot of the t- I spent most of I think it was E three, it was either E three or E four. Literally just running to the front, getting hit seven times and then just turning around, and coming at me like I need healing. Well, you definitely
1: <laughs> did that at E four because I spent a huge amount of E four because we were so close to the combat. I spent a lot of time with a load of the healers. Mm. protecting from because i was like i'm in heavy armor then i can see a lot of archers around out there i'm just going to use my body as a shield for the poor person who's healing godric for the 10th time in the last few minutes
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah just (laughs) but it's it's a side because it's easier it's easier to go back and get healed than it is to is to go down to zero and then have people like two or three people try and drag you back so yes. the, the 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 key is to be like get up there, but then sometimes you walk straight to the front and then you just get just get mauled and you're like, oh,
1: just you, you used up all my get it together so yeah, quick. I, I
0: think you used pretty much everyone's <laughs> get it together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My, my role play got very aggressive towards the end of that. Yeah. We we'll get it together.
0: Yeah, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I had like Rion like just to have his hand on my shoulder at one point, and he was. I was. Just, I I just continued to play role play, and I'm like, well, he's doing. He's mm. doing something. I'm just waiting for him to be like, okay, you've got X amount back or something like that. And I just kept going. <laughs> it was just like...
3: <laughs> yeah Ta- tanky characters yeah. are excellent um but yeah they definitely need their their backup team of healers yeah. to uh fuel them back up again yeah, so <laughs> that, oh,
0: that, yeah. That, that's where that's where it's won so like the the the, the archer game because we, we like touched on it before with like dawn mm-hmm. not having that many archers are you it, yeah. it must be a little bit of a different game that's good if you're being a healer because some some nations literally have like units of archers where they all mm-hmm. all go out um, and they are going to hit a certain point. But I imagine it's not its not going to be like that for a Dornish arch because there's only like a few of you, is there? I think I only know like three, maybe?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was uh, inspired by um, a lady in Orzell. Um, she's played by a lady called Tanya, um, but it's yes. uh, Lady Neneve. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely lady. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Um, she, uh, oh, Yes, I could sing her praises for ages, yeah. <laughs> but um, she doesn't take the battlefield anymore for uh, just for health and well-being purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was like she was always busy. Um, there aren't many Dornish archers, but they are definitely you know They're helpful. Needed.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. There's several times where you're literally looking at, or yes, or someone someone some archer is like harassing. A commander on the front line or something, and they're trying to get something done. And there's just like these little archers being like, just having one archer just pinning them, and just just having like that Overwatch, like you said, Robin, of someone like if there's healers around, just having someone on Overwatch, you know, just making sure that there's no no archers trying to pin us, you know, is super handy. And especially when people don't expect, just you know, if a Dornish line is moving forward, just a a cheeky little arrow just to pop out and go up. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, it
1: definitely catches them off guard. Um, yeah, it's quite funny you mentioning Tanya actually. Um, she was my first um interaction with House Roselle because oh. it was at E2, and I had this sort of like it was like a scavenger hunt that we were, we were basically part of. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had to speak to someone in there, and I'd never been to House Roselle before. And I was standing outside and I thought, oh, they're having a really important meeting. <laughs> And I don't think I could go in. I thought, I'll stand here. And she came out and she took my arm and said, come in. And she took me in and she fed me and she gave me something to drink and a seat. And then Mm -hmm. she walked me into the meeting and showed me who I should speak to and was just wonderful. And I was just like, From that moment onwards, um, I'm just like singing ourselves praises because I'm just like, it's the most friendly place. And if I'm ever really hungry and I'm walking past, I know that I can go in and sit down and chat away. Which now Mm -hmm. makes sense after what you said earlier about them originally being um, from uh, Vrushka. So that actually now makes a lot more sense now.
3: Yeah, that's, um, you know, that's the principle in which the the uh, tent is built, basically. It's hospitality, yes. it's bringing in talent, it's bringing in people who, uh, you know, possibly might feel a little bit nervous, so it might be their first uh, event or something. And they can just, you know, we've got the awning now as well, um, yes. which means you don't necessarily have to go in because going through that threshold can be quite... Um, nerve-wracking if you if you don't have a lovely tanya to help you
1: i know i was just like Um, i must have looked like a rabbit in headlights just standing outside being like okay okay just walk in give myself a pep talk and i just mm -hmm. love the whole hello dear come with me (laughs) okay yeah
0: (laughs) well you're just waiting for that moment where everyone like the the western cliche where you walk in and everyone just like stops and looks at you like
2: oh Oh,
3: no (laughs) Yeah, but then um, for a while, well, for many years actually, Earl's Council was held there. Yeah.
2: Um.
3: So there's there's that as well. You know, lots of people come in and uh, have those important meetings and things like that. Um. But then on a Saturday, they try and hold a sort of uh music sharing evening, a sort of party. Um. So, yeah, if you want to see any particular bards or share a song or something, definitely go and check out what's going on in, in House or Zell.
0: Yeah, you, you were saying about, like, new players as well. That's one good thing about... Mm. that. The one benefit about having the big groups, I'm assuming this, this would be the same for all of Empire, I guess. That's the oh. one good thing about having a big group is that you've got... You, you can, you know, invite new players in and there's always someone buzzing about. Because that's the thing with, with us. If they, If we're, like... Obviously, it was just Robin and I, and now we're like part of like still part of actually quite smaller groups. Um, mm. it, ours is getting uh, big enough, and we're getting more players now. But like, if there's only like three or four of you in a group, and obviously you want to invite new players, and oh, yeah, you know, come blah, 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 do this, but then if you've got other places to be, you can't always, yeah, you, you've not you can't always offer them hospitality if you want to nip off and do something. But yeah. I think that's the ideal thing with the bigger groups is that if there's uh, you know, like 12 of you or something because there's always probably someone always near camp you know yeah <laughs> keeping the fire that's one thing we struggle with. like I would love to like keep our fire going Like was saying with the coffee earlier I would love to keep our fire going and keep the coffee going but we're just like no we have to put it out because we have to gird up and go off <laughs> and go to battle there's no one no one left behind yeah
1: I, th- I think that's something definitely um for this year anyway because we've got like I said we've got like little aw- awning and stuff there and we have a few things set up mainly because we're usually near the glory square we try to just have lots of chairs there and make it obvious that people can come and borrow chairs and tables for anything that's happening in the square Mm. um but i think that this time it would be really good to be able to have something set up there so that people can feel they can come and they can sit down in there if it's you know heavy rain or something and they need to get in, or if there's any Imperial Orcs wandering past and it's blisteringly hot outside, they can get some shade, you know. Um, but that's what's so wonderful about the the awning at, at House Orzal. I mean, that's just such a nice little little fun place to be.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And if you, you know, are holding any sort of meeting or something, uh, you know, it's always an opportunity to be like, okay, we'll meet out of outside this place
1: you know yes <laughs> and you can
3: migrate from that but it's just helpful having a kind of landmark
1: yeah, yeah definitely yeah. you create lots of wonderful art you mm. um so i know that you have been creating art within larp how long have you been how long have you been actually creating art for
3: um so as a you know proper commissioned artist type thing uh maybe the last couple of years um but I've, I've always drawn um i have a degree in illustration and animation and i did a lot of uh art before that i did an art foundation and things um but that was sort of one of the hard skills that um lady gronia had is uh i went and i wanted to draw cool people um <laughs> So that was something that I really enjoyed uh, doing. And it it was great as a new player because you can sort of, you can be an observer, but you're still doing something. You're sketching people. (laughs) (laughs) Often these people, yeah, often these people look really nice um, or they're very much in their element or so it's, you know, I think it'd be a really cool idea to get people in their LARP kit and then do a sort of, set life drawing class with their costumes all looking amazing you know
1: that would that um, would be really cool actually yeah, i about, mean so you yeah sorry
0: yeah i was just about to say i'm disappointed i missed the opportunity to stand in the glory square like <laughs> with, 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 my, with my knee atop a mighty beast or something holding my sword <laughs> as artists do do the drawing you know <laughs>
3: the new character draws as well so just just chat to them we'll we'll sort it out
2: (laughs) i would love
0: that just take up the whole just just be annoying and take up the entire glory square i'm just like that's just wait but portrait's almost (laughs) done
1: (laughs) so your car your your art you do that in character then in the fields mm-hmm
3: Yeah, Um, I have a little sketchbook and sort of collect uh, things. The drawings are very different. Um, So the the things that I do outside for, you know, gifts or people, you know, want portraits for themselves and stuff, I will do with, you know, inks or uh, certainly more colourful. But I'll take a lot of time over uh, picking out the particular things about those characters and what makes them them. Um, or sometimes digital ones as well. One of my favourites that I did recently was of uh, two characters that fell at E4. Um, I
1: saw this piece. It is beautiful. I've not, I've not seen it. Not <laughs> oh seen my yet. gosh! It's um.
3: <laughs> yeah, a really good friend um commissioned it, and I felt like a lot of pressure because I was like, the, you know, Lady Olivia and Lady El um, Cairiel were super cool characters again like I knew of them but I didn't interact with them um and then he was like can you can you draw them uh and then we'll put it up uh in the crimson circle tent I thought oh god I've got to, I've got to make this good
1: because <laughs> <laughs> you um, did this um did you not do it um I might be mistaken here but that is, is this the piece that you were doing and you had like shared a little sneak peek of it and made sure they couldn't see the post or something just to kind of like tease people with it a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that, that might be it.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> I remember seeing a bit of it and being like, oh, that's going to be really smart. And I'd kind of <laughs> forgotten until you put the final piece up and I was just like, oh, wow, that's yeah. the emotion you've managed to capture just in the, especially like in the eyes and yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs>
3: um but then when you sketch on the field often people aren't sort of standing still uh they're you know as we were saying they're they've got tunnel vision they've got a job to do they've got a quest to follow um so it's a lot more about capturing the atmosphere
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
3: um it- yeah and also just capturing someone's likeness is really difficult
1: yeah. You you do a very good job of it, though, because I've seen one of the posts you put up recently where you were like, you know, do you recognize any of these sort of characters? And I was like, yes, <laughs> I recognize all of them. <laughs> and I'm just from like a split look at it. And I was just like, wow, that's some I know exactly oh. who that is. And one of them was somebody I'd only like met briefly through through this sort of thing. And I was just like, oh, I know exactly who that is straight away. <laughs> thank
3: you that that means a a lot um I think a lot of it comes through practice um but then I think LARP lends itself a lot to you know people are creating unique characters and are trying to look different so you know um I'm sure you know of Becky Becky
1: Appleyard's work yes yes
3: she has these cute little chibis yeah she does (laughs) they're adorable Um, they are
1: super sweet (laughs)
3: Um, But yeah, when someone is doing something a lot more cartoony, you sort of, you take elements from that, that make that character, you know, themselves, and you inflate them. Um, And it's similar, though, my, I wouldn't say my work is very cartoony. Um, But yeah, you do, you do a similar thing. And I know also people are commissioning uh, art to try, I think, and celebrate aspects of the, how they look that they really like yeah so i try and pick out you know they might have really beautiful blue eyes or you know they i don't know have gorgeous hair something like that yeah. and i will try and um emphasize that certain thing so it makes them feel good about themselves yeah,
0: yeah. especially um, especially if it's like an illustration that would fit in the setting i think it's a medium that doesn't get enough um attention because i know like the Mm -hmm. so like music and storytelling gets a lot of attention in the field you know as as a as that artistic medium of like all this and it's it adds a ton of immersion but i would like to say when i see art in the field that adds obviously adds to the immersion as well because yeah we'll we're in the fantasy world that doesn't have television screens and things that and we are telling stories and things that but yeah art would be especially you know if, if we're If we're all like the big important people in the empire, and we've we've got all this stuff, and we brought it all to Anvil, like of course, why wouldn't we bring paintings of ourselves and our homes and things like that? It's it's definitely it's definitely something that doesn't get like highlighted enough. And I loved I love going into tents and being like, oh, there's a painting of the of the character.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's some real nice ones around the place as well, and yeah, it just it gives that sort of more feeling and like you just said you know they're traveling there you're going to have these wonderful portraits up on the wall that of them um, maybe yourself or maybe a lost friend who was once a mighty warrior or something like that I mean it just it's a lovely touch so mm. if you know like on the field and everything do people just come up and speak to you to commission art or do you organize some of these things ahead of time if you're wanting to do the drawing at the actual event
3: um drawing at the actual event tends to be a lot more of a spontaneous thing um i i mean people have said with this new character to be like why don't you set up sort of portrait drawing stands or or something like that um i mean i think it would be cool and it'd be something to possibly try but again it might turn into a little bit of a job
1: it goes back Um, to what you were saying at the start doesn't it of this is your your weekend (laughs) this is your holiday it's not another job sort of thing it kind of coincides with that doesn't it (laughs)
2: Mm.
3: And there's something really lovely about, you know, you might be sitting in wise guys or something and you've struck up a conversation with a completely new person, you're just having a drink. And then if you get your sketchbook out and, and sketch them and then give them the drawing, then that's something, you know, that they can then keep and that is a connection that you've made and then yes. I don't know if it was really fleeting and then they have this drawing of who was this person who drew me tell me where, <laughs> you know which house are they from that's find the artist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also what you were saying about you know going into houses and you know sometimes they'll have characters that have passed away um you know last year Orzel lost a huge amount of really key characters um did. yeah yeah one of them was Lady Gronia, but then we also lost um Osrin as well which was really sad um just uh, and and um Lady Emmeline and uh, we definitely have plans to like have art of those particular characters up around the Orzel tent so you can go in and you can hear the stories of those characters that have passed yes. away yeah yeah it keeps the it keeps the spirit alive that sort of thing
0: yeah yeah um yeah yeah they, they had some impact that's the thing like i said we're, we're in a setting where like there's no photographs so you know that that would be an important thing i mean i'm definitely so it's, def, it's definitely something i would want to do for godric now he's noble and i'm uh, hopefully by the end of the year maybe well, <laughs> that's so, that's totally something godric would do i'm like no what do i need to lug all the way to uh anvil on my on my oxen oh obviously my my portrait <laughs> <laughs> and
1: my oh, big on. golden frame <laughs> of
0: course a big golden frame you know it's going to take up the entirety <laughs> of the uh entirety of our camp area
2: <laughs> might, so might need own,
0: yeah might need its own like little marquee or something you can, you can
1: use it to start as soon as you're, like you know ne- you now need to go to these meetings so you can t- put it in your place <laughs> <laughs> this big painting of godric just yeah. in the chair at one of these meetings <laughs>
0: yeah but it's, it's a little bit similar to uh Because some some people really make the effort and I really appreciate it, even though I don't particularly want to do it. It, People bring some really fancy furniture, you know, and that does really kick off the the immersion when people bring, like, a throne with them, pretty much, for their noble camp. It's awesome. (laughs) It's so good. I love it. But I'm like, I don't want to bring that with me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you've got the means to do it, you know... (laughs) The Earl of the new house that I'm going into, he pretty much bring I think it is actually a horse box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, so if you've got the means to do it, why not? Um <laughs> yeah. a house that I used to hang around with a lot uh, as my pre- previous character was uh, House Aurelius. Mm-hmm. Um and their tent is lovely because it's it's open. Um, but they pop the guest on a seat like right in the center, uh, and then they're all sat round so it's almost like the guest is the centerpiece um there's a lovely lovely photo of my last character just sitting on that and then the earl is sat down on a uh sort of at her feet and it's Mm -hmm. just it's really atmospheric and and lovely um but yeah it's something as you know simple as uh, a piece of furniture can provide so much game
0: oh yeah especially when you're you know because it's like it's not obviously it's, it's it's functional but it's like set dressing as well so if you have like mm-hmm. some real kind of uh medieval European throne it's very like oh yeah that's very fitting in the dawn camp and then if obviously if you go and you you, you see like those wooden carved chairs over in the marches and things like that there are fat they are as fancy and there are are as big to like lug around you know but it's 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 very much like adds to the immersion of the different camps which I yeah which I love so what what's what's so is there is there a reason you went kind of noble to yo folk for the new character or was, do you just want to change your pace <laughs>
3: <laughs> um yeah pretty much yeah. um like I think it can be quite easy when you join dawn to have that natural trajectory mm-hmm. of you know I've joined and I want to uh do the test of metal mm-hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with that um but I think I just sort of had a had enough of the noble game really yeah. Um, and I, I really want to explore um, being a yo-folk um, and the certain sort of story that goes along with it. Um, I'm going to be a retainer as well. So oh, there's a right. sort of retainer, um, noble relationship to explore and things like that. Um, and yeah, I, think, I just think the yo-folk can sometimes go underappreciated. Um, and I like the idea that, yeah, you could just be as glorious, but you don't necessarily have to have done your test of metal. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: All the all the yo folks say that.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, <yeah. laughs> what?
1: What? what? Whatever. Put Union. You're not. A, you're a
0: not. You're, you're barely. You're. You're still transitioning, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, we we went Ooh. in being very much like because there are like knight errant uh players that are very much like still they're like oh i'm still definitely yofo but we we both went in like going oh, right we know that the idea is to be noble but we wanted mm. that bit of the game because it was such a tantalizing bit of game that we wanted anyway and also it gave us something to do the knight errant thing like all right well to be a noble you need to test the metal we don't know anyone we don't know any groups so it was just a good make friends type game as well but we kind of went in well i'm speaking for robin as well but yeah i definitely went in being like no i want to be i want to be noble so i kind of came in already acting like a noble if you like um but i i do i love the whole i, I do love that there is that there's that there's that difference and is that i think it's more misunderstood by other nations than it is by the nobles of dawn i don't know if you agree Yeah,
3: with I agree with that yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. I think it. It's one of the few nations, isn't it, that actually has a set class system. Mm. Um, but yeah, I. I think definitely it can be misinterpreted. Yeah. Um, but you know, I. I've seen some of the best role play between uh, a yo folk and their noble, uh, just doing it exactly, just perfectly yeah, yeah. it could be so funny as well yeah like a really sassy uh yo folk and a, a noble that is just so pompous and <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to exploring it in in mm. role play because i because like i said I, I like i became noble like right at the last 30 minutes of of e4 so i'm kind of um yeah i'm looking forward to like discovering that type of relationship because it feels very much like they've, they like pd have tried to make it more like a symbiotic relationship than a master servant thing you know it's like yeah the yo folk are as in because they deal with all the money you know the, the nobles aren't they don't deal with the money they can't they can't do this without the the yo folk and yeah it's not a case yeah. of you can say oh yeah can you do you know do this for me and you can say that but it's not mm-hmm. uncommon for the yo folk like you say to turn around and say Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it, it takes a lot of sort of craftiness and uh you know just being quite smart to be a yo folk, because you're probably cleaning up after your uh noble quite a lot with all of the drama that they cause. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um that,
0: that's what steered me towards the noble game because I was like I've no interest in trading. I want to go out. I don't I don't care if I'm getting paid for to do something. I just want to go out and just like do it and have everyone tell me how great I am. That was what the character I wanted, you know. I just didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, <laughs> no. You see
3: Robin shaking her head
2: like <laughs> Robin this <shot laughs> yes again.
0: But, but tell tell me you're not the same Robin and go on, tell me. Tell me you're not the same. <laughs>
2: So- I mean the difference is
1: I didn't go into the game thinking that it just kind of um happened. <laughs> yeah, we were there and I was like, I don't know which part of the game I'm going to be interested in. And then I was like, oh, quite like to become my lady at some point.
0: because <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you said so. You you said you had like a you had a player that was playing your previous character character's retainer, um, and then now you're playing a retainer. I I imagine that is a Uh, because I've I've spoken to I've spoken to people who who have done the whole like retainer and this that the other thing but it's and they've said it's something yeah you you need to keep checking in with your retainer about I actually don't
1: know much about the retainer position at all um Mm. could you like could you actually just tell me a bit about what it actually is and what it entails because I don't have much experience with this
3: (laughs) yeah I mean I can sort of um I mean, I haven't sort of studied the wiki. Um,
1: Personally, I find
3: it a little intimidating as somebody who who does. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) As somebody who has dyslexia, um, it's a little intimidating. But my experience is that a retainer um, is like uh, a yo folk who's sort of in a team with a noble. Um, it could be an earl or it could be a seneschal or um, you're basically like that person's, you know, right hand, you know, uh, right. their support system. Uh, and you and you stick with them and it's like expected that you'd possibly do the girding uh, and things like that. And it's just a, a little more of a close knit relationship, whereas uh, just being a yo folk of a general house, you would sort of help out all the
1: nobles right you're more tied to one specific noble and keeping you know that noble safe and happy then
3: yeah yeah that's the idea I mean (laughs) um it's still to be sort of sorted out and uh as you were saying you sort of check in with that person and you don't want to be bothering them all the time um and I certainly will be interacting with other people in my new group Mm -hmm. but i would sort of always be keeping an eye out for that particular Earl and be like, you all right? You know, (laughs) that's really cool. Like (laughs) like you said, it's Mm.
0: it's a, like we're the only nation with a class system. And I think, so I think like that type of position would be like unique, really. I know, I know we've got like civil servants within the empire and things like that, but uh, I'm assuming that's that, that kind of relationship is quite unique in the empire, really. Um, so yeah, yep. you've you've yeah, you've got to be careful with your. Don't think if you can just get, like new players come play and play a noble and be like, oh, I'm gonna have a servant that waits on me, <laughs> hand and foot. Uh, yeah, make make sure if no. someone wants to play a retainer, you. Uh, uh, yeah you, you check in and make sure they're they're having fun basically <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: yeah
3: I mean I'm I'm incredibly lucky that the person I'm gonna be retaining to is is really lovely and um he's sort of said you know keep checking in with me make sure that uh you are having a good time yeah. uh you don't have to be wait on me hand and foot and type that type thing um but as he said it's um it is symbiotic so you are you know, providing uh, a support system for that certain noble to let them go and do their glorious deeds, but at the same time that uh, noble is looking after that yo-folk.
2: Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know,
3: so it, it goes It goes both ways. And um, I think I've seen it on the battlefield as well. Quite often a, a retainer and a, a yo-folk, sorry, a retainer and a noble will stick close to each other as well yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yeah i i i got it. i do i do love it especially the and then mm-hmm. yeah when i was talking about what pd had written into it the another thing about uh dawn for people who don't know the gird because you mentioned girding like girding is mm-hmm. not just a case of oh put my armor on because i can't do it thing it's girdings are quite an intimate thing in dawn yeah. you know so you don't just let anybody you wouldn't just let anybody even sometimes you know yeah. your folk in your own house do it it's a very um like if, if you're letting someone gird you up that means you Mm. trust that person entirely, basically, you know?
3: Yeah, very much so. Um, In Orzel, it would be quite an emotional thing. You know, this might be the last time we we do it together. Um, You know, you're sort of saying things to each other going on. Um, But, yeah, it's – and I do also like – the other aspect of girding which is possibly wearing someone else's
1: yeah.
3: guys you know yeah um dressing up as someone else and you know that uh you know OC you know it's them um but I see you see them as a different character that's yeah. quite cool yeah um but then then the other side of girding which is taking it off after battle yeah. uh, you oh gosh um was it? E2 uh, my character had died the night before um, but lots of characters had died that Sunday battle and so I was just kind of playing you know Nexio folk from the left and uh, <laughs> like going into this really like caring state because um, so many of the Orzels were just broken sobbing you know, and just very gently taking their armor off, giving them water, um, saying you know everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know you feel this way right now, and you yeah. did all you can, and that's all like building a relationship between these two characters. Oh, yeah. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, it's a <sighs> cool thing, yeah, because because pre- well, it's 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 uh now that we've got because it just so happens that uh Godric is nobility and aronel is now is is still. Uh, kind uh-huh. of my like errant yo folks, so we always used to gird each other, you see, in character. So it's, so it's it, it might force us now to be like, oh, we're gonna have to <laughs> either do it on our own or fi- find someone else to do it, and then like build those bonds. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be cool. Or may-
1: maybe we'll have to like do it secretly, like behind a tent, like you know, no one else is guarding you for that. <laughs> 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 no one else is gonna do it the the way that I do. It.
0: I know. I'm just. We, we've already talked about this. I feel like it's going to be like this. This thing. I think. How hilarious would it be that now that Aaronel can't go, Godric, that he just comes out and goes. I'm ready for battle, and it just falls off him <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> as he's charging. He's like, "Oh no!"
3: <laughs> and she just rolls her eyes.
2: Oh, it's <laughs> <tough>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that
0: would that would be like in character, uh, like version of when like Robin goes away for an evening, and I'm just like. Oh, is it a mess in here?
1: <laughs> I'm just waiting for the time where you come out and you're like standing in front of your like new house that you've tested into and everything and you're like right and they're like you're naked like, oh yeah r girds me <laughs> I don't think you know what girding means <laughs> Oh my goodness me! Yeah. Oh dear. (laughs) I mean, I should be joining your nobility soon, so we'll be fine.
3: (laughs) That's such a cool process when you when you go from that state to fully being noble. That can again be quite emotional. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Going to be really cool to see.
0: Yeah. One thing I don't have anything to. uh... Well, I don't have anything to do like this this year, but it's the start of last year i was like the start you know you know i mean the start of the season i was like um because we start with winter right so sometimes people Mm -hmm. like correct you go it's actually still i'm like at the start (laughs) when we we started last year i was like i have something to do i have uh you know i'm I'm gonna go off and do my test of metal this year i'm like i might might try a bit that might try a bit this but i don't actually have like a big (laughs) <laughs> go really <laughs> things to do uh no robin wants to pass her test but uh yeah mm. i'm just like
1: oh i've got a list of ambitious things i'm planning on doing this yeah. year should... well most of them are planning on doing on the friday of e1 i mean mm. i don't know how this is going to happen but yeah what about yourself kate if you got um oh, obviously i know you probably won't want to reveal anything but do you have some um like big plans for this year
3: um not sort of icy really um I, I suppose sort of just finding finding my place in a new group um though to be honest we uh interacted we interacted a little bit as my previous character um and then we found that we just had really good vibes uh and that's why we decided to um to have me join and then we've had a few more people join since And so now there's six of us yeah. and i just think that six is it's a really nice number yeah. um i i really like the idea i i had this idea um as my previous character um but i like the idea that it's like continuing a, a legacy um but the idea of taking an artist um maybe a Dornish one not necessarily though uh, and taking a, a test of ardour and then combining the two so it um sort of gives that artist a prompt um and then they can create a piece of art and then publish it in some sort of way so it's like a way of um, networking yeah um because yeah. so often like tests of ardour sort of happen and then just sort of more things happen on top and they can get forgotten um but i love the idea of yeah sort of immortalizing it yeah you know there have been so many yeah yeah Yeah.
0: there's a lot and uh out out of character that's kind of what this podcast that i appreciate when we we started doing this because it is a it is now a record of um our stories you know and because mm. like i said like when i passed my test of metal it was it was awesome and it was um yeah it was it was it was great it was a real beautiful moment um and obviously there was a few people there to, to witness it but there was at the same time there was a lot of other stuff going on you know it was it was a it, it was the end of well, it was the end of e4 and there was yeah there had been a lot
2: of, a lot
0: of character death. Yeah, there was, was a lot going on in the glory Sunday square
1: e4. yeah <laughs>
0: so it's 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 it's. i found it useful that we've been able to kind of talk about it and and record it but yeah I, I totally get that some people might be like oh yeah you know there was this there was this big moment and then like you said a load of other stuff happens and mm-hmm. then the empire moves on because that really i know it's a slow game but it, it's it, you know if characters have got a big turnover of like dying and then new hats and things like that the character the game just move on pretty quickly you know away from it
3: yeah yeah you're absolutely right um and quite often that can happen in poetry and and songs um but i love the idea that the visual aspects of it will just enrich how the game looks yeah Yeah. um yeah so that that's sort of my my plan really is exploring the yo folk game yeah Uh, trying not to get Shivved on the battlefield, that'd be great. You're,
1: you're, you're, <laughs> well, you're fine, you're an archer, and um, maybe Lady R&L by that point will definitely be, be around, you know. We can have some <laughs> fun, you know, because that's the thing is like, um, there's hardly any archers within Dawn, but there is one archer who I've had quite a bit of role play without on the battlefield, and usually is because you know she's keeping her eye on someone and i'm making sure no one gets or no one gets them you know <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: again teamwork yeah teamwork it's,
0: yeah it's it's good that we're um i mean that that, that is that is one thing i've i've, I've, I've started looking into because i was like what what do i actually what do I, am i actually interested in i do mm. i do like the um the military game in the on the on the practical side is in
2: like mm. what we what we're
0: we going to do i prefer to get I, i'm kind of interested in like um kind of lance leading or skirmish leading things like that so uh, so yeah i I think that's probably what i'm going to start start kind of leaning towards but yeah the the general (laughs) general yeah i
2: don't
0: know i don't know about it because i went i went for general and a lady (laughs) 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 you know i like i i went for uh i went for general like the first like 30 minutes of E1, the first ever event, and I was like, Well, this is this is this is this is heavy, you know. And uh, yeah. I went to, I went to military council and I was like, you know what, maybe one day for my character, but uh f- for now I think I think just having having fun being crazy glorious on the battlefield is is the way forward. But I'm I'm thinking because one thing I, I kind of noticed about last year, everyone obviously everyone wants to group up. Because everyone, you know, wants to know what to do and they just, so really, I think, I think we're all more effective when we're, when we're lots of smaller lances. Like you said, like you said, all, I know Orzel was a big lance, but they kind of spread out. Um, yes. So I think yeah. there's there's definitely room for more kind of smaller groups to bunch up when they need to and then split. That seems yep. to be when we're most effective because things, I find things get a little bit lost when you've got big some of the other nations seem to do it really well, like like Wintermark and that they have these big blocks. But for us, mm. I noticed when we block up too much, the communication oh, breaks down
1: a bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like um, I was with the Lance, um, quite 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 a decent sized Lance um, at E2. And at one point in the battle, myself and a couple of other members at Lance broke off together. And we went off and we basically did some skirmishing and we were able to just like control of what was going on. I was like, well, that worked out a lot better than like, you know, 12 of us in one block. It worked out so much better when, you know, five of those 12 went off and did some skirmishing and actually, you know, controlled the battlefield a bit better. Yeah. Um, so I do think, you know, those more smaller lances definitely is quite effective. Yeah.
3: Definitely. And like if you're in a big group as well and that entire group gets surrounded.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. You need you need the small savvy people to come right on the side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Because that it does seem to be what ha- what happens is that people get yeah, people get cut off and if you've got a lance full of like 30 people and then you're like, ah, especially if you're leading it, you're like, Oh, I'm trying to like herd all these people. And you're like, right, okay, we know we need to get out of this situation and by the time that's like obvious to everyone you're already surrounded and it can be
1: uh, yeah it can exactly be,
0: it can be bad but i think it's a lot you. anyway i'll um yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 my roundabout way of saying that i think i think that's going to be my aim and mainly probably just yeah doing some goofy stuff but i haven't got any like any any massive plans
2: mm. so,
3: yeah well that's the thing isn't it you you can turn up and have a million plans uh for friday night like robin but then something completely fine. random might happen and you never know that's the joy of it <laughs> i mean i hope you get some of
1: your plans done
0: robin will will you'll get it done All right i'm pretty sure i will get it done
1: yeah. i'll get it done
0: yeah i do i was going i was going for a hat but i don't you don't want to like uh say anything yet do you
1: i'm going to go for a hat on, on
0: the record but
1: um, we'll tell you when we stop recording <laughs> it, Yeah I'll tell you the hat when we stop recording but yes going to go for a hat this time and um, I've started the ball rolling by speaking mm-hmm. to a few people through the wonderful thing that is I see mail and mm-hmm. um, yeah hopefully that will become a thing and I'm about to um, be very cheeky and I see mail a load of people about it <laughs> It's, I deserve it's the hat.
3: A, yeah, <laughs> you got to get your name out there. You know,
1: you need to convince them. I deserve the hat.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, small player events are a really good way of doing it as well. Um, I, I was playing a, I've kind of got a like sort of bridge character at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, an enchantress. Um, and she had a full on pitch from somebody at Taylor Favors uh, who was wanting to be a senator. uh Uh, so and that you know that was really cool sort of just hearing their arguments so uh, you know at your player events that might be a time to (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is why i'm great for this
2: hat yeah because the
0: weekend there's a lot going on there's a lot for the empire to get through and the player base to get through in those three days so when you do want to make those types of things then yeah i think i think I don't know if player events give you an advantage, but I, I'm pretty sure oh. that like when we've spoken to... I think we've spoken to a few people now uh, mm. when they first started LARPing last year, uh, yeah. that they hit the ground really running with uh, their game in the first Empire event because they went to, like, two or three player events. And they did, mm. obviously did a lot of talking, got a feel for it, and went, yeah. ah, okay, this is my niche. And then when they got to... And like us, we were like, what is this? And when they got to... <laughs> <laughs> e- e1 they were like right okay I've, i know i need to go to whatever this place to talk to this person if i want to start the ball rolling on this yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. doing what we did we just kind of went Ooh, <laughs> there's lots going on <laughs> what's happened? Ooh, yeah.
2: swords <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: that's what we went for though right
1: yeah exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> my folks, we are we are we're, yeah we're we're just we're just about at time so. Uh, oh, thanks. just before you stop, yeah. I've I've
3: got a little present for Ooh, you guys. What? Yeah, I, it was just you... so so sweet of you guys to invite me on. uh Just let me be on the podcast.
2: Really.
3: <laughs> I've, I've uh. A pleasure. I've joined you guys.
2: <gasps> oh, my gosh. oh my god! That's <laughs> oh my god!
1: It's not quite <laughs> finished, but enjoy. I love it. Oh, we're so ferocious.
0: <laughs> that is, uh, that is amazing. always want to draw the
3: fem presenting characters as ferocious. You yes. know?
1: Oh, I love it. Oh my god, it's amazing. Oh, my god, thank my you. My beautiful armor,
3: so <laughs> such nice armor. Yeah, yeah, I'll send that oh, in the post to you guys. Thank that, you for having me on.
0: Not thank at all.
3: you. I mean, that is amazing. That, I mean,
0: <laughs> one, one thing, I'm just, yeah, that is, that's is amazing, Kate. Honestly, like, because the one thing about like us passing the tech, like that because you were saying about like capturing that moment in a storyline, I did kind of think, oh yeah, wouldn't it have been good if we had art of our knight errand?
1: Oh, honestly, but, the, way you, the way you have drawn them as well, that's our fighting style. I always fight on the, the the arm where Godric's shield is not present, you know, so that we can have that full, like, you know, uh, every time, the more I look at it, the more I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I'm man. in love. <laughs>
0: be, be, best guess. It, yeah.
1: Best guess. Yes, you win. You win.
0: No, no Matt P never Uh-oh. brought us a present. For yeah.
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Hear that, everyone?
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. Can't okay, yeah, can't, can't wait, uh, Kate, to uh, see your new character on the field. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Right, we'll say goodbye to the podcast, everyone. See you later, Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you very much for joining us and thank you once again to the wonderful Kate for our amazing artwork of our glorious knight-errant Sir Aranel and Sir Godric. If you enjoyed this show, make sure you give us a like, make sure you give us a follow so you know when the new episode is posted. Until the next one, you can go check out some of our other LARP videos that we have done. Until the next time though, we love you and stay safe.